0: what is up everybody welcome into anti-up i'm howard bender with me of course adam ronis gearing up for a little week 10 action here in the fantasy football world adam you and i were just talking before we came on uh the last thing you said to me was
1: running back is a disaster this week yeah (laughs) the
0: understatement of the century let's let's get down and dirty let's talk running backs here Because across the board, there are uh, a number of nightmare situations here for us.
1: No, there really are. And, you know, obviously I do the preliminary rankings on Tuesday, but I had to guess on a lot of things. And some of those guesses after seeing some of the news today uh, could be changed. You know, I thought we'd get another week of Chase Edmonds being the bat. And it's still possible, but Kenyon Drake did put in a limited practice today. And they did say a couple weeks ago that it wasn't as severe as they thought. Uh, then Nick Chubb, I have ranked pretty high. It, it, he was at practice today. They said they're going to make a decision on Friday. The Seattle backfield, they they lied about Chris Carson, bro. They yeah. lied. Oh, like, yeah. Right? I mean, oh, yeah, game time decision. I knew he wasn't playing two weeks ago. I thought that there was maybe a shot last week, but I never put him in the rankings. But this week, I did put him in the rankings. I'm like, all right, if he was a game time two weeks ago, all right, it gets close. And now... Oh, he's ahead of Carlos Hyde, but we don't. Come on, man. Why can't you just tell the truth, man? So that situation's up in the air. Uh, it's looking like David Johnson's not going to play. So Duke Johnson becomes uh, the hot pickup. I always say this on Alarm After Hours. Maybe I've said it with you and on this podcast, too. So many times, we don't know about certain injuries until Wednesday. Antonio Gibson today, shoulder issue. They didn't hear anything about that. He was limited. I don't know. I don't know if he was limited or worked on the side, uh, but that's something to keep an eye on. because uh, he's got a great matchup this week. Chargers backfield. Who's the back? I mean, you want to, I don't know if you look. You know who I have ranked
0: highest now? Um, and, don't say it, man. Don't don't even say it. if you say Kalen Balage, I'm no, gonna end this podcast.
1: No, no it's not Balaj. Troy Main Pope. Yeah. I know what? I mean, I don't know if you had discussions on this on your alarm show, but he was good two weeks ago. I was stunned that he got the workload he did, but I was like, "Where is this coming from?" He's got to be ahead of Balage,
0: right? I mean, you'd like to think so. You know what? Listen, with Anthony Lynn, I have no idea. I really have no idea because you know what? I mean, it was funny when when Justin Jackson was banged up, um, and uh, you know, two weeks ago when when Troymain Pope was. Uh, activated off the practice squad. Oh, and, and yeah. Justin Jackson was still playing, but they activated Pope. I was like, "Oh, okay. This is this is Josh Kelly season right now because you know Pope is activated, but Pope is a he's a small scat back. He's a pass catcher. That's obviously tells me that they're a little bit more concerned about Justin Jackson than they're letting on to. Uh, and then Pope was like the primary ball carrier uh, the entire time. So." I mean, I guess yeah, he's coming back. He's back from the concussion. He's good to go, but I mean, after, you know, I mean, listen, Ballage is no good. I mean, I just I don't think he's that good at all. Um he was okay for the Chargers last week. That's the kind of crap though that I think that Anthony Lynn's going to be like, "All right, well, I'll go with uh, Troy Main Pope on the uh, on the outside and the pass catching and I'll stick with Ballage for uh the between the tackle stuff." And that's going to suck.
1: Yeah, look, I think we don't know the answer. I'm guessing here. I just put Polk the highest. But, you know, Balazs had the carries and touches last week. Kelly played more snaps and ran more routes, uh, which is interesting. But obviously we want the back that's going to have the touches. I would not be spending money on Balaj, though, at all. I think a lot of people are going to spend thinking he's the guy. I know Anthony Lynn came out. And had some positive comments basically saying he's different than when he was in Miami and New York. I don't, it's one game. I mean, yeah, like what, you said, he was, no, he, he was nothing
0: different? special. He was, was in New York this season. What happened right, in the last right.
1: three weeks? I mean, there was a play last week where he was trying to catch a pass and he looked so awkward. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I know people who live down the block that looks smoother catching a pass and they're not coordinated (laughs) at all. So he just hasn't been a good football player. I'm not going to let this one game change my opinion here. Uh, Jackson, it sounds like he's not going to play. They said they're going to rest him all week. I mean, that backfield's a nightmare. I mean, trying to figure that out. I mean, as of today on Wednesday, you don't want to play anyone, but there are going to be some situations where people are desperate. Now the Rams, I have Daryl Henderson in there. Then, Thought he'd be good to go. and They came out today. He didn't practice. They said he was going to be fine. So we don't know about that. Uh, 49ers backfield. We have well, some clarity in that. Raheem Mostert's not going to play. It doesn't look like Coleman will be back. So we're all going to be on McKinnon this week, which means hasty gets 25 touches. We don't know about the Chicago backfield. Like the Chicago backfield. They play Monday night. Haven't heard anything about Montgomery. Ryan Nall didn't get any carries last week. He caught four passes. He's this big back. Do they call up Lamar Miller from the practice squad? So, yeah, it's just a nightmare. Oh, yeah, Gio Bernard, you know, I uh, Joe Mixon, I thought Mixon would be fine. He wasn't practicing today. So now Gio Bernard is in the picture, even in a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. Got to be in the RB2 conversation. So it's just, it's a mess, man. It really is a mess. And I always say just, you know, we got one game Thursday night. You set your lineup based on that. But make sure you're checking back all the way up until kickoff on Sunday I'm fantasy long for my weekly rankings because I got a lot of work to do the next few days as things come out in practice and roles are determined. Just you can't set your lineup right now with any clarity at all. Oh, let's not forget Baltimore. Mark Ingram could be back this week. Oh my God. Then what? How can you play any of those guys?
0: I don't know, dude. I heard I heard comments from Frank Reich the uh earlier today where Frank uh, was we talking about the Colts too. Uh Frank Reich being like, Yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's He's a shining star, but I don't know if it's going to be this year, though. So is that also, what he said? Yeah, he basically said he basically said that he's he's got a very bright future. He doesn't know if it's going to happen for him this year, but he's got a very
1: bright future in Indianapolis. So does that mean he gets twenty-two touches tomorrow or three? <laughs> That's the range, right? It's not anywhere in between, correct?
0: Correct, correct, <laughs> dude. It's it's. I, I can't remember the last time that the, the running back position has been as trashy and up in the air as it is. Like, here, I'm just going through it real quick. San Francisco, garbage. Bears, we don't know. Bengals, mixing out. Or maybe he is, I don't know. Um, shared backfield between Moss and Singletary and Buffalo. Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsey, sharing the touches there. We don't know about Nick Chubb yet for the Browns. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, I don't know. Flip a freaking coin. Uh, Kenyon Drake possibly coming back. We don't know. Chargers backfield, we said it. It's garbage. Who the hell knows what's going on with the Chiefs? They don't even use any backs anymore. Lev Bell, did we think that he was going to have three touches last week? No. So that's up in the air. The Colts, a mess. Uh, Cowboys, Pollard looks better than Zeke. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, Matt Breida, maybe he's coming back. We don't know. Is DeAndre Washington gonna be a factor there? Who the hell knows? Uh, the Eagles, Miles Sanders is questionable. We don't know if he's coming back. Uh, Falcons, there you go, Todd Gurley. We know that's the uh, that that's in the uh, in the cards there. Uh, Washington, Antonio Gibson is banged up. We don't know. For the Giants, Devonta Freeman might be back. What's that gonna do to Wayne Gallman? Uh, the Jaguars, James Robinson. That's settled. The Jets, LaMichael P. Ryan, Frank Gore. Uh, the Lions, DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, flip a freaking coin. Uh, Packers, there you go, Aaron Jones. Panthers, it'll be Mike Davis. We know that it'll be Mike Davis. Patriots, stop it. Raiders, Jacobs. Okay, good. Rams, don't know. Ravens, who knows? Saints, Camara. Seahawks, Maybe it's DJ Dallas and Travis Homer again. Steelers is Connor. Texans could be, should be Duke Johnson. Titans have Derrick Henry. Vikings have Dalvin Cook. So that's what? That's like seven jobs right there. Seven backfields that are set. And 23 that that—that I have no freaking clue.
1: Yeah, and especially this week too. There's just so much confusion right now and it, it's really difficult when i'm trying to do the ranks it's just i just do the best that i can on a tuesday no and no, no just adam run...
0: you need to you need to fly right buddy and you need to get these <laughs> yeah. exactly right right now
1: yeah oh good luck uh with that uh but remember you know you got days to set your lineup look thursday night all right derrick henry you're playing him right yes uh, tough matchup no doubt about it doesn't matter you're playing them the colts uh, it's dicey, man. Uh, I got Taylor as an RB three Wilkins is an RB three Heinz is an RB four. Good luck. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't start any of them. If you, if you had to start one of them, I mean, I guess I would probably start Wilkins since he's been dominating the touches the most.
1: I, you know, I didn't see any comments from Reich. Like what happened with Jonathan Taylor last week? Cause he was the guy early on. He looked good. He had a touchdown. He fumbled, and then I don't think he saw many touches. Did Did you see any comments from Reich on that at I all?
0: Any, I didn't see any comments from Reich about that, other than the fact that what I told you he just said. Right. That mm-hmm. He's just, it's it's obviously not clicking for Taylor right now, and Reich doesn't believe that it's going to click. So to me, that's just saying, you know what? Let me run out Jordan Wilkins here. I'll keep giving Taylor some touches, but there's just there's no guarantee that he's going to lead the team in, in touches or carries at all. Um, and, you know, good freaking luck.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. And I think people who had Jonathan Taylor, I, I don't have him this year. I think I took him in one best ball, but I don't have him in any redraft. And I think people thought, OK, after the buy, this is all going to work out. And I think a lot of people looked at him as a buy low uh, as the schedule opened up. But, yeah, his, his vision hasn't been good. I think the Colts' offensive line also has not been as good as we thought. I know coming into the year, I thought they had one of the better offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't performed great. I mean, it's not like you – know, I know Wilkins had that game of 20 touches. It's not like he went out there and ran for five yards a carry. His yards per carry were better than Taylor. But it's not like he went out there and lit it up. But, yeah, Taylor's boy, man, the people who drafted him got to be feeling really terrible right now really terrible right now. And listen, I don't, I I think, no,
0: I mean, I don't even know if I have any shares of, of Jonathan Taylor because he was going so high in drafts that I was just like, ah, I tell you, I just, I can't fully buy into this right now. Um, I, you know, I mean, listen, I had one share of Edward Zolaire because, you know, it was, I was drafting at the very back end. I think this was, um, God, I don't even remember what league it was, but I was drafting at the back end, and I was like, you know what? I have no shares of him. I might as well do it. But I really didn't invest in in any of the rookie running backs this year. I just, I I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to fall for it. It's like the banana yeah, so, in the tailpipe,
1: dude. Yeah, so Taylor had one carry after that fumble, and it was the first fumble of his NFL career, but the Ravens returned at 65 yards for a touchdown. So, uh yeah, it's, it's, it's been rough and it, it, he's one of the toughest guys to rank right now because you just don't know on a given week, what his workload is going to be. And you would guess based on what we've seen the last two weeks, like how can you pencil him in for 15 to 18 touches? It's just not happening. I mean, looking at these points per game uh, for running backs, for rookies. I mean, it's uh yeah. I mean, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire points per game in a PPR is 20th. Um, and the last Again, the thing is, he hasn't been awful. It's just I think you had higher expectations of where you drafted him and the offense he plays in. So, like, I don't think he's ruined your season when you consider all the injuries that have occurred and the players in those rounds that missed time. But he hasn't given you first-round production. So, I, I like, if you have CH, I don't think he derailed your season, right?
0: Um, well, no, I mean, see, I don't, that's the thing. That's the thing is that everybody got away with it this year because everybody taken in the first friggin' round got hurt. Like, I mean, almost everybody, right? Right. McCaffrey lost time. Barkley lost time. Zeke didn't lose time, but he hasn't been the same. Um, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook lost time. Aaron Jones, Aaron, Aaron Jones got hurt. Devontae Adams got hurt.
1: Miles uh, Sanders.
0: Miles Sanders got hurt. Um, Eckler
1: went in some first rounds. usually the second, but Eckler was right around the turn in some leagues. He yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty bad, but
0: so, so that, and that's the thing though, is that people aren't going to learn their freaking lesson, right? Nick Chubb got hurt. There's another first rounder. I mean, people aren't learning like, People will still win championships having taken CEH in the first round and still not realize what kind of a mistake that was.
1: You, but wait a second. You're big on systems, and the Kansas City running back is one you want. So why were you so down on Edwards Hilaire when Damian Williams went down?
0: It wasn't that I was down on him. I just know that uh, unless Andy Reid has like the full confidence in, his, in, in A back, then he's going to
1: rotate guys in there. So, but he didn't. Ch had twenty five carries week one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. Right, that's what happened in week one, and that's fine. But Darrell Williams still had a role,
1: and not and that huge was, though. And that see, was I, 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 we can sit here and say, well, statistically, it's not working out. But at the time, I don't see how it was wrong. He in week two, six receptions. Week three, five receptions. So he had that full-time role. The Le'Veon Bell thing is something we couldn't foresee coming. So, like, how was how it wrong? I, I That's I'm, that's what I'm trying to see where you're saying it's wrong. I don't know if it was because he had the backfield to himself.
0: I w- because I wasn't looking – I'm not looking at Clyde Edwards Hilaire as being a generational talent. Like, I think in college he worked beautifully – But one of the things that we did see in the first couple of weeks was something that we've talked about. Uh, The goal line work was not going to go to him because he's too small. He doesn't get low enough when he runs and he's not, you know, he doesn't like squeeze into the holes and that's going to be a problem. He's a great pass catcher and that fits the scheme beautifully for Andy Reid. but you need a guy who's going to be able to be able to take it between the tackles. That's why Kareem Hunt, was such a good guy in that system because he wasn't, you know, he didn't have to do it all the time, but he could do it when he was required to do it. And Edward Zeaire is not that back. And when I you know, and I said that he was you know, he was small, that he wasn't, you know that he could potentially lose goal line work to Darrell Williams because of that. And I was worried about the fact that that things were you know, that that they were going to rotate guys in. Uh, as a result, and then I mean, look at what happened. Also, didn't they? They they brought in DeAndre Washington at one point. But those guys never cut into his workload. No, I know that they never cut into his workload because they suck. But that doesn't mean that that the that that Andy Reid had the full confidence in him and that he was going to give him you know that he wasn't going to go after other people. It's like what we saw with Ronald Jones, right? Ronald Jones uh was the was the lead running back. Meanwhile, they draft Keyshawn Vaughn. They sign LaShawn McCoy. They trade for Leonard Fournette. Like, handwriting's on the But that was different,
1: wall. though. We saw, that, that's numerous signs that you saw. There wasn't any major signs that you saw with C.H. They didn't do anything after Damian Williams went down. And they drafted him at the end of the they first They
0: brought round. in DeAndre Washington.
1: Okay, and what did he do? Nothing. No, he didn't, he didn't do, nothing. do anything. Did he play a role?
0: That doesn't, Adam, what I'm saying to you is, and the point that I'm trying to make is well, that... they had
1: to bring in another back. Are you? Let me, are you let, me just,
0: let me finish, dude. Let me All finish. Right. All right? Yeah, they had another back in Darrell Williams. They brought in another one in DeAndre Washington, who's much better at going between the tackles. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a great pass catcher. He's great running out in space. But Andy Reid requires a guy who also can go between the tackles. So while these guys might not have worked out and didn't eat into his workload... It didn't change the fact that Andy Reid was still looking at other running backs to bring in to, to work in that system and to and to you know to to take carries away. If they didn't work out, then fine, they're gone. But look what happened. So those guys didn't work out early. All right. We did see Darrell Williams start poaching some work. We did see Darrell Williams start poaching some goal line stuff because Clyde Edwards-Alaire kept getting stood up at the goal line. And now they go out and they grab Le'Veon Bell. So the signs were there in the beginning of the season. And, you know, when they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they didn't draft him to be the number one guy. They drafted him to work in conjunction with Damian Williams. It just so happens that Damian Williams then opted out.
1: Right. So after you see that, then there's not major concern for, for him and his workload. And again, there is. He, How is there
0: not? OK, the coach is okay. looking at
1: other guys to bring in. They need Howard. They need another running back on the roster. They lost Damian Williams. They have to bring in someone. You can't tell me about the workload when this was early in the season. Twenty five, twenty five, How worried were they? They were giving him huge volume.
0: They're giving him the opportunity, 100%. And then what happened? He disappointed them.
1: He had 30 carries in week six, 26 carries, 161 yards. Then Bell came in. You're going to, when you get Bell for cheap, he's a veteran. You take a shot and bring him in. And we still don't even know because those three weeks, they didn't run the football. And, And CH is still getting more. It's just that they've completely abandoned the run the last three weeks. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. Maybe no confidence in their fucking running game. Well, then that means the run blocking, right? Because Le'Veon Bell ain't doing nothing either. Well, so could it be the run blocking? The he's not what? even touching.
0: But I mean, look and at the C-H. Look at the carries, dude. Look, look, like for 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 CH twenty five the first week. Great, that was a beautiful first week. Fantastic against Houston, who now we realize has the worst run defense in the NFL. Then he gets 10 carries against the Chargers, and that's it. They go back to 20 carries. He does nothing with 64 yards. uh, Against the Ravens. Over there against the Ravens. Then he goes up against New England, and he gets 16 carries there. 64 yards. Doesn't do anything there. Stood up at the goal line twice. I remember that game. Then he got 10 carries against the the Raiders.
1: That game they were playing from behind.
0: Okay, fine. They were playing from behind. They abandoned the run. Then they then he goes up against Buffalo, whose run defense also blows, and he got the twenty six carries. And then boom, Denver, the Jets, Carolina, Carolina.
1: He had five carries.
0: Five. five. Okay, and
1: how many did Bell have? Three. Okay, so then what? What does that say that they either didn't have confidence in the run blocking, or just said, you know what, Mahomes is going to shred them. But how's that an indictment on CEH? And he had three receptions 20 yards and a touchdown. Dude,
0: all I'm saying is is that I looked at CEH and I said based on where he got when he got drafted But you said you took him in the first round of a draft. I did it at the end of at the end of draft You still season. did it, bro. If you were that adamant, you wouldn't have taken him at all. I di- Oh my god, dude. I told you specifically when I took him that I took him specifically just to have one share of him. I wanted to see what he was doing i wanted to have him on a team and to see what it was that's what i said that's why i drafted him i didn't draft him in a money league i drafted him in a bullshit host league that doesn't mean crap so you draft differently in those leagues <laughs> you know what yes if it's if it's if it's 2 days before the season starts adam and i and i'm curious about a player and i want to have a share of them and i'm doing 29 friggin leagues I might change things see, up just
1: to see what it's like. Here, here's the problem I have with that. If you're that adamant that it's a bad pick, don't make it at all. Don't, you know what I mean? That's like a cop out. Oh, I want to have a share. It's if you're not that a adamant.
0: Dude, it's not yeah, it a cop out.
1: You just said like it was a terrible pick, and then you did
0: it yourself. Listen, if I if it was a money league or a league that mattered, I never in a million years would have done it. Never in a million years. And go through go through all of my other leagues, man. Every other I league. don't even
1: I, I don't even have CH in any league, so it's not like I had five shares and I'm defending it. So th- but I don't I don't think it was the worst pick. He didn't have any competition to I begin mean, the I'm year. I'm not
0: saying it was the worst pick. What I'm saying is is that it's a pick that didn't work out. That very few times does a a, a rookie running back really deserve to be taken in the first round. And the only reason that he jumped up to the first round was because Damian Williams opted out and nobody was thinking about the fact that Andy Reed was going to bring in more people. And, and that's just it. And that's the, st- you know, again, I can't say it a million times more here that it's just, it's the style that Clyde Edwards, Alaire runs with and this type of back that he is while yes, it fits the pass catching in the chief system, Andy Reid also likes to have a guy who goes between the tackles, and he's always been that way. He has always been that way. Andy Reid has it, not could be, changed in the 30 years he's been a coach or an assistant in the NFL.
1: Could it be the run blocking? Because Williams didn't do anything either. He didn't have a huge workload, but he scored one rushing touchdown. And there were a lot of plays with CH. There was no blocking there. You could say, oh, well, he's too small. If you go watch a lot of those plays, he had nowhere to run. There were no holes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Is that you know, was that was that a problem? Sure it was a problem. You know what it was also a problem? The fact that Patrick Mahomes is the fucking quarterback of the Chiefs. And if you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback of the Chiefs and he's doing all these amazing things, then guess what? Your ground game ends up becoming much more secondary uh in in the uh in the scheme.
1: True. And definitely, I mean, the guy's thrown one interception this year. So the, (laughs) so the area where, where you want CH then is the passing game. I mean, he's got 28 receptions, so he's on pace for about 54. So really the disappointment is the lack of touchdowns and the last three weeks have been a problem. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, against the Panthers, they just came out and threw, uh, the Jets, too. Um, could it be game plan specific where they said, you know what? For these teams, their bigger weakness is the secondary. Let's not mess around. And we've, saw, we've seen teams do that. I mean, the Bills did it against Seattle. I applaud them. I think they did the smartest thing in the world because New England used to be like that. If you remember, there were games where New England would throw 50 times or they'd run 35 like Belichick is good at that. Like, all right, you know what? This team's really good against the run. Why bother? We're just going to have Brady Chuck it 50 times and vice versa. And maybe more teams are doing that this year. Maybe that's something Kansas City saw the last two weeks and said, "You know what? Let's not bother. Um, let's let's, let's talk just." About
0: Carol- everybody runs on Carolina.
1: Yeah, but they everybody does in the passing game. At... So then, all right. So if that's the case, don't you think then there's something wrong with the offensive uh, run blocking? Then if Bell's not doing it, Ch is not doing it. Sure, so, maybe there right? is. Right, that that's probably the issue. Maybe there
0: is. I, again, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, there there are a million things that are wrong with it, but that doesn't change. Like, what the run blocking looks like now in, in week nine, all right, It is not, you know, why, you know, everybody was sitting there uh, salivating or, or not salivating over Clyde Edwards-Alaire at draft time.
1: Yeah, they were salivating because Damian Williams opted out, and it's the Chiefs offense. You want a piece of it, right? You want the running back in the Chiefs offense most times under Andy Reid, right? Most
0: times you definitely do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, he just not the, he's not the, the the typical back that profiles the way Andy Reed likes it.
1: So why did he draft him in the first round? Why did I? No. Why did Andy Reed when he never spent a, a pick in his career on a running back in the first round? And Andy Reed be- was making comparisons to Brian Westbrook and said he might be better. Because I genuinely believe that Andy Reed
0: thought he was going to have a tandem of Clyde Edwards, Alaire and Damian Williams. You can't tell me Damian Williams is that good. I'm not. I'm not telling okay. you that Damian Williams sure is that, that good. What I'm telling you is, is that Andy Reid said, I've got Damian Williams, I've got Darrell Williams, and now I've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I've got two guys who are really good at catching passes. i got a guy who can take it between the tackles and catch passes in in Damian Williams. I've got a guy who definitely does a better job of, uh, of taking it between the tackles in Darrell Williams. So let me, you know, let me give... Patrick Mahomes, another receiving weapon in Clyde Edwards Alaire.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Again, he made lofty comparisons, though, to Brian Westbrook. I mean, and that was unsolicited. So that's why I saw that. I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty big for him to say. Maybe that. he it's was not really like...
0: mad at Brian Westbrook for something.
1: Yeah. He just, okay. wanted to, he just wanted to, and he just wanted to dig <laughs> this it. This rookie coming out is better than you, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Gonna,
0: yeah. If I were Brian Westbrook, I'd be like, fuck you, Andy Reid. No way. No way.
1: <laughs> hey, look, I don't have any CEA, so. You're I lucky. Wanna, I, <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I guess it, it depends on. Here's the thing, where people made mistakes, and I saw this in the high stakes leagues. People were taking them over Dalvin Cook, guys like that. Can you imagine sitting here and you took CEH over Dalvin Cook? And I, I was in a draft picking second. My partner was like, oh, what about CH? I'm like, what? Over Barkley and Kamara? No, bro. He's like, oh, I think he's good. Gonna... I'm like, nah, man. I'm not doing that. See? And this was, wait, is. wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Did Kansas City, Kansas City was the Thursday night game to begin the year, right? Yes. Yes. Didn't they play the Texans to open up? Yes. That's why. We did that draft on either Friday night or Saturday. So we saw the CEH game. So he saw the first game. And that's why. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I can't. Now, Barkley got hurt, but I don't care. I don't regret it. Barkley was the better play there. But there were people taking him two, three, four. So imagine sitting here today, knowing that you took CEH over Dalvin Cook, Kamara, and like, wow. Because Dalvin Cook is the league winner right now.
0: He sure is. He sure? Nick Chubb might be a league winner now that he's coming yes, back to. Yes,
1: I, I wish I would have bought low on him. Uh, I don't I don't really trade much, but in my home league, I send out some trades this week. I really, I, I don't know. I think this is the wrong week to do it, though, because the, the guy who has him knows he's coming back. I didn't even realize this. I own Dalvin Cook until I, I looked today or yesterday. Dude has 12 rushing touchdowns, 12. He's played in seven games. Yeah, I mean, man, I have them in three weeks, too. It is glorious, man. Glorious.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Before I say more things that'll get me in trouble. Let me give a quick shout. We're going to we're going to give you uh, our picks for uh, Thursday night football in case you guys want to lay down a little action there. Um, Before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out here to our sponsor. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site that you definitely should be playing on, and here's why. (laughs) Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. (laughs) All right, Adam, here we go. Let's talk a little Thursday night football. First of all, Thursday night football, dude, Colts, Titans. Can you do me a favor and please explain to me how in the world the Colts are a, a point favorite in this game? I don't understand it.
1: That line shifted?
0: Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Colts Whoa. minus one. It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em in the Westgate.
1: I was gonna say, because I thought the last I saw, I thought Tennessee was favored by one or two. And I was gonna say that line seems fishy to me. And now you're telling me. You know what this reminds me of? La- okay, I'm looking on DK Sportsbook. Titans are minus one. Where are you looking? I'm looking at DK Sportsbook. Yeah, minus one, Tennessee.
0: I'm looking at minus, minus one Colts. Let me refresh the page.
1: Let me check. Oh, Fandles. yeah.
0: Now, okay. I just refreshed the page. So now it's minus one Tennessee.
1: I still think that line is fishy, bro. Why is it only minus one?
0: That's Dude, I'm telling you, man. I think this is a, 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 I like, I don't understand this line. It's the first thing I ask you. I don't either.
1: I don't either. Um. Oh, on FanDuel Sportsbook, Colts are minus one. You know what this reminds me of, of last week? And, you know, sometimes we talk about sharp money. And that's why these lines move is like big money comes in and not public money. Someone makes a big bet. Right. But last week, if you remember, the Ravens were favored by like minus three. By the time that line closed, they were underdogs by one. And I still like the Ravens. But I was like, wait a second. Why is this happening? So sometimes that movement is not always right. I agree. I Listen, I
0: definitely agree that sometimes that movement isn't right. You know, I mean, it's... It's the way the money is leaning, and that's not always the case. And we've seen this before. We've, you know, it's like the the common thing that I say all the time. All those big hotels in Vegas were built on the public being wrong. So when big money starts coming in on a team, it doesn't always necessarily mean, uh, you know, it's favoring. You know, it should favor that team. It just, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like watching people bet on the Cowboys or Notre Dame football. You know, it's like there are certain teams that you know you just kind of put a tax on for that. Well, not all the case in the, when big money's coming in on a team. Is it right?
1: So, where, Yeah. So
0: where do you want I, to go in this game here? Where would you go in this game?
1: In Tennessee, but again, I'm worried because of this line. Uh, I know Tennessee's offense has not been great lately. It's slowed down. Their last three games, they're only averaging 22.7 points. But the Colts' offense has been abysmal. Now, the Colts, I think, are better defensively. And, you know, they – we're leading that game against Bolter and they got outscored seventeen nothing in the second half. You know, Rivers really struggled, but this is a easier defense in Tennessee. It's a divisional game, uh, and the Colts are really good against the run. Like, we does know it what...
0: does it does it affect you? Like to know that Roger Saffold is now out; he's not playing. So now they've lost Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold in the last three weeks. And that's
1: probably why the line is what it is.
0: So would you take the Colts in the point?
1: Uh, no, I would take Tennessee, but I don't think I'm going to touch this game. There's just too many factors here that are uh, that seem strange to me. you like the Colts?
0: No, no, I don't like this
1: game at all. I'm not touching this yeah. game. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we were on the after having that nice debate and it's a debate, man. You know that? And I like, dude, I love doing that. Like we get animated and probably people like, Oh, they're going to fight. No, bro. We have a debate, go through both sides. And we're good after like, we're not sensitive. This is what happens
0: when you take two guys from New York and you have them talking football.
1: Exactly. You know, I used to do this with angle every morning, Uh, (laughs) but there, you know, this, there's some people who don't want to debate. They just like, Oh yeah, whatever. No, I think it's good to hear both sides. And, talk these things out and it helps us get better in the future. Um, But we do agree on this one. It's definitely something's not right here. And I think it could be the offensive line issues. And they're looking at the Colts defense and the Colts have been very good defensively. They got that good rushing defense. uh, They're third in terms of average yards allowed rushing. So you know, they haven't given up a little bit more lately. But, yeah, I think the issues for the Titans offensive line could be the reason this is low. It's a divisional game, short week. So, I lean Tennessee, but I would not be shocked at all if Indianapolis won this game. I would not be shocked
0: whichever game this goes, whichever way it goes. I wouldn't be shocked in, in either way. Um, from a fantasy perspective, you start Derrick Henry, you start A.J. Brown. Um, I don't know. I mean, Johnu Smith, I guess, is somebody – John U. Smith is, is a, is a tight end option that, I mean, listen, the, the tight end position, is such crap anyway. I don't know where you're going to, you know, where, where else you would go that it would be better than John new um, Corey Davis. Yes or no? No. Good. See, we're on the same page there too.
1: Um,
0: all right. Other side then Colts, uh, you know, Philip Rivers is uh, is a, is no. a, a loser um, when it Maybe comes to Trey fantasy. Burton.
1: Maybe right. Trey Burton with um Trey Doyle. Yep. yeah, yeah. I think you could look at him, especially in um. Showdown slate. Oh my god, what a ugly showdown slate!
0: <laughs> well, come on, wait. What was uglier, the Jets Patriots from that Monday was night? that
1: was fun. That was a fun game, bro. I mean, I I didn't play, but if you used Perryman, you're feeling good. I <laughs> loved Jacoby Myers. So yeah, man, that was I, that was that was that was more fun. From a fantasy perspective, I think that tomorrow, because at least on the Jets, you could have taken a chance on Crowder. Probably people. Went, I don't know what Perryman's ownership was. It probably was low, but you know that Perryman is capable when he's healthy. Um, but you're right. There wasn't much on that side either. I guess it was Jacoby Myers, who I liked a lot. Probably went with Cam Perryman, but yeah, it wasn't great on that side either. Let me rephrase that. So you're right, uh, and I'm looking at the results, so it's easy to say it after the fact. Uh, Michael Pittman, See, maybe. Usually, you when you when you
0: realize that you're wrong, you actually fight back harder on me. No, I wasn't. Wasn't like that Clyde was, Edwards Hilaire discussion? You were completely wrong, and you Oh, yeah,
1: I, I, I wasn't completely wrong. Uh I mean, I'm I'm a huge Perryman fan. Talked about him a lot before the year. But, you know, he just hasn't been healthy. He was, and you saw what he can do. Uh, But for the Colts, though, like, we talked about the running back situation. It's a mess. T.Y. Hilton's going to play. Yeah, great. What what has he done this year? Nothing. What has he done for, like, two years? Nothing. So, I guess Michael Pittman, if you're desperate, maybe they start to get him more involved. And he did have four catches for, what, 62 last week or 58. But, yeah, man, I just – Colts side is is rough for for season long.
0: Gross for season long. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, listen. Was it you who said to me Zach Pascal is the only Colts wide receiver to catch a tight end?
1: Uh, catch, a, catch a, a touchdown? touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I tweeted that out the other day. He's the only wide receiver on the Colts to catch a touchdown pass this year. Yeah. I
0: mean, that.
1: Like, that that's pathetic.
0: That bro. says that says it all. Right, I mean, I don't even know if T.Y. Hilton's back this week or not. He is. They oh. said
1: he's he's off the injury report.
0: Oh, oh, there you go. That that's it then. That's <laughs> it. You better lock T.Y. Hilton into the into the captain seat of your showdown slate.
1: Now oh, hold on, let me vomit.
0: <laughs> I'm all in. All right. Well, so neither one of us want to take touch this game. It's very, you know, it's it's heavy on the Titans side for fantasy purposes. Very limited on the Colts side. Um, neither one of us. <laughs> it's just, I hope
1: it's a good game. At least I hope we at least get a competitive game. So now we have back-to-back teams in prime time who have only thrown one touchdown pass to their wide receivers, Patriots and Colts.
0: Well, this is just fixing to be a beautiful Thursday night, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? I'm only, I'm only sad that you and I don't record on Thursday nights together.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'll get to talk about it on SiriusXM XM for two hours.
0: There you go. There you go. I might have to just bring you into the Fantasy Alarm show on Friday just so we can talk about it.
1: And then we get another Sunday night game, Ravens Patriots. Oh my God. A lot of running in that one, I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we don't know by who.
1: That's true. So just uh, all running backs <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Lamar Jackson and five running backs. Well Lamar's a running back, so six. <laughs> <laughs> Gus Edwards, Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Burkhead, <laughs> David Bur- Harris. I'll bet you that fits. <laughs> oh, it will. There's no question about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i bet you that fits. Oh, gross. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us here tonight on Anti Up. Best of luck to you. Enjoy the Thursday night game. Adam and I will be back together for next week on uh, Monday when we recap all the action of Week Ten. In the meantime, again, catch Adam on uh, Alarm After Hours Thursday night at uh, at midnight, right? Midnight, you guys. Yes, are on. midnight right? Eastern. Midnight yes, midnight Eastern on Thursday night. You can catch me on the Fantasy Alarm Show 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern with uh, Jim Bowden. we lead you up to we lead you right up to the game. Adam takes you in the post game. And uh, and there you go. And then he and I oh we do a live stream together on Fantasy Alarm uh every Friday afternoon at three PM Eastern. So I'll harass Adam for that one there. And I'll wear a Clyde Edwards Allaire jersey and see what we can get. Do it. <laughs> I don't own a freaking Clyde Edwards Alair jersey. <laughs> oh you do,
1: anymore. you just you just put it back in your closet after this argument. I was like, Oh man, I hope he doesn't find this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look good in red. <laughs> That's true. I've never seen you wear red.
0: There you go.
1: I guess, it's, I guess it's true.
0: It does. It washes out my complexion. It doesn't help make my eyes pop.
1: But that's a different okay.
0: story for another time, people. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Much love to you. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.